Why Nickers? Bernard pulls the trigger. And this is a brand. Nickers is a brand. Allen Houston. Nickers means Lord. Once a neck, always a neck. Welcome to the Nickish Show, ladies and gentlemen. It is December 6, 2020. You got your boys Mo and Nafi here to talk about the NBA and the Knicks. And it's a, it's a good time because it's almost time to talk about real basketball again. And not just real basketball, New York Knicks basketball. And before I get you on, fun fact, um, the, the longest streak where the NBA or people hadn't seen Knicks basketball was... I believe 168 days. That was 1999 lockout season. The Knicks hadn't played for that long, and we have just exceeded it. This is officially the longest period of no New York Knicks basketball. But uh, let me get my partner Nafi on here. What's going on, man? How you feeling today? Feeling good, man. I mean, now that I'm like just heard that little fun fact, and uh, I think I saw you drop it on our Twitter. But just hearing that, all I'm thinking is that it's. Kevin Knox got no excuse to not show any improvement, bro. <laughs> he just basically had like a whole pregnancy duration off till I get better. You know what I mean, nine plus months. You know what I mean? Like, it's about time. You know what I mean? He actually shows something. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm good. Otherwise, you know what I mean? We're here to talk Knicks basketball. I think today is the first day of training, ba- training, training camp, rather, yes, sir. So ready to get into it, bro. Let's get it. Yeah, like you said, first day of training camp, and you know a lot of things to keep an eye out for, uh, namely the center position and the point guard position and actually you know top to bottom cuz who's going to who's going to start at the 4 who's going to start at the 5 who's going to start at the 1 those are all question marks i think 2 and 3 shoot who's who's even starting at the 3 i don't even know i think rj barrett is the only person we can so- solidly say is going to be on the starting lineup 100% i think all the other positions is between one or two guys um from everything that i just named what are you looking at the most for um you know we were kind of discussing this briefly offline but I think like in recent days I think the biggest storyline I mean aside from Julius Randle somehow still being on the roster I think the biggest storyline is just the center position like you just said off rep like it seems like you know going in obviously every every Knicks fan is like anytime we get a young player we're just like all right it's so obvious to all the Knicks fans he's gonna get his playing time he's gonna start he's gonna get an opportunity to flourish but anytime we get attached to a young player, something happens. Remember, we had Willie. We loved Willie. We thought going into the next season, he was going to be a starter. We get Canner. Canner starts. You know what I mean? Obviously, we know what happened. We ha- we know what happened with KP out of here. So like, we all thought. Obviously, I'm talking about Mitch. We all thought going in, obvious starter, Noel going to be the backup. But in recent days, with some words that are coming about his lack of maturity or what have you, and just some interesting quotes from Tibbs, it's just it seems like that center position is up for grabs. So. I got a few thoughts, but I, you know, I just want to set that stage for you. What do you think off rip? Just like about what's going on with Mitch and Noel, and you know, some yeah, other news. You know, it's highly disappointing to hear, especially uh, just a week before the season starting. All this shit is coming out about Mitchell Robinson, who's been a top two player the Knicks have had in in a number of years. Um, obviously, has a ton of potential, has a high ceiling, and everyone was excited to see him as a potential cornerstone for the Knicks moving forward. And all of a sudden, you hear rumor after rumor after rumor about suspicious behavior and just it, just immaturity all all around. And it even sends back two years ago with Jeff Van Gundy complaining about his antics in Team USA, and he was sent home, or he made an excuse to go home 
and he was he was coming in late to practice and you know it's it's interesting that we didn't hear about it um mm-hmm. back then and uh it's not you know you could for that particular event right when i first heard it i was like oh that's after his rookie season but or it was right before his rookie season but it turns out it was actually after his rookie season so there are literally no excuses that could have been made you know one could have said that it, he has no professional experience and that's why he doesn't really know how to act in a professional setting but no he played in the Knicks for a whole year had the training on how to be a professional and he wasn't you know using he was just acting in a way that just isn't a good look um and obviously we heard about you know coaches not being happy and this is a lot a lot of his from Mark Berman uh, of the post and uh, a lot of the coaches were not happy that he didn't go to Terrytown for for practice early on. So before I dive too deep in, let's let's hear your thoughts about it. Um, I mean, I'm on the same boat as you. It's like disappointing all around. But I mean, I want to kind of take a step back and say, like, while it may be disappointing to hear this stuff about any young player, I also don't want to kind of go in the other direction and just blow it out of proportion. You know what I mean? Because we also got to kind of realize. You know what I mean? Mitch hasn't had like the most kind of um, standard or like regular path to the NBA. You know what I mean? Like it's not like a dude like Knox who like grew up with a pro athlete father who is pretty much groomed to be an athlete uh, his whole life. It's not like RJ who like obviously had Steve Nash as his godfather. Um, his his father actually played ball at St. John's. You know what I mean? His his grandfather was a Knicks fan. It was like RJ and Knicks or Knox were kind of bred to be NBA players. But like I just kind of go back to Mitch when we first got him. Right? I feel like it was a lot. Of, a lot of reaction that was overblown about like when he first got into uh, that press conference, the post draft press conference, and how awkward he was. I just think he was just an awkward kid back then. I think that's part of that right now. You know what I mean? Like he didn't go to an elite high school. You know, he didn't even go to a college. You know what I mean? He was gonna go to Western Kentucky, sat out. You know what I mean? And like just train for basketball. So it's like he doesn't have like that experience, both like being coached. You know what I mean? Like it's not like go back to RJ it's not like our like he he had a coach like coach K going before he went to the NBA you know what I mean so like it's disappointing but on some level I'm just like I don't think it should be overblown you know what I mean but it's also something to watch because you know going back to the center position it's like I think it's a lot more of an open competition that we obviously thought going in you know what I mean I just kind of mentioned that before so I think with all this being said and the news that he fired his agent it it doesn't look like Mitch's like fate is gonna be with the like with the Knicks is gonna be like him being here long term or at least that's just like chicken little inside me, you know what I mean? I'm just like preparing for the worst, you know what I mean? But I wouldn't be surprised now at this point if like he does somehow either get shipped in a deal or like you know, I think he's gonna be a restricted free agent this summer if uh we decline his option. So I wouldn't be surprised if they like let him become restricted and let another team sign him to an offer sheet, you know what I mean, at this point. But that's just me kind of preparing for the worst-case scenario. But right. that's what I got to kind of say on that. You know what I mean? Like, it's disappointing. And I think Mike Van Gundy, obviously, he's cool with tips. So, like, obviously, he's, he's going to be a voice in his ear. But, yeah, I mean, I'll let you take yeah. it away. I think I think as far as a press conference goes, when he, you know, was signed in as a rookie, I think that can definitely be be scratched off as just a sign of just immaturity and just lack of experience. But the I Team think, USA— socially awkward, bro. Right. Yeah, go ahead. But bad. Team USA is a whole year after being in the NBA— and working with experienced NBA professionals. So him coming into Team USA and not being there is mm. it's not as excusable. But, you know, obviously I don't want to blow it out of proportion, but I think that's what the media is starting to head towards, and I don't like it. And it sucks yeah. to see, again, that another one of our young players is being put in a position where 
uh, doubts start to pour in between his commitment to the team and commitment to being a professional uh, in the NBA. And, you know, when it comes to Nerlens Noel, we know it's clear now that Mitch has a desire to be the center. Um, and we've seen in previous years that he didn't always get that opportunity. We saw with DeAndre Jordan on the team. Uh, DeAndre started and Mitch came off the bench. We saw with Todd Gibson. Even even after the Knicks were definitely not going to make the playoffs last season, Todd was still starting over him, and I'm sure he didn't appreciate it. And now this upcoming season with Toppin and Randall still and with Randall still on the team and Toppin there, uh, and Nerlens Noel, everyone is trying to get minutes. Um, Mitch is probably not going to get over 30 minutes a game this season either. If all those players are retained throughout the whole season, I'm sure he sees that and is aware and is unhappy. And mm-hmm. an interesting point that you actually made before we. Uh, you know, came on here was uh, that Nerlens Noel and um, Mitchell Robinson have the same agent and, and had the same agent, Rich Paul. And yeah. because Nerlens was brought into the Knicks or the Knicks signed him, and a lot of people see it as a favor to clutch and to keep that relationship strong between the Knicks and that agency, uh, Mitchell Robinson might not have taken too kind to that and seen it as Rich Paul doing him dirty and kind of screwing him over, and that might have led yeah. to his him firing Rich Paul, and now he's on agent number six in a span of, like, two years. <laughs> it's it's insane. It's not something that you see. Uh, why don't you – do you have any more thoughts on that Rich Paul uh, conspiracy theory? Um, Yeah, but um, before I get into that, I just want to say, though, just, like, it's valid that, like, coaches, especially Van, I do like Van Gundy, had a complaint about Mitch um, in that summer – um, in that summer situation, um, we just had another report come out that uh, the Knicks themselves were kind of disappointed that he didn't show up to the practice facility to put in that extra work. I think that just all falls in line and the same thing. It's about maturity. But just going back to that summer specifically, it's like, you know, we shit on David Fizz all the time and we talk about his summer camp five. You know what I mean? I think that also needs to play into it. Like not only did Mitch, Mitch come from a situation in college where he had no coaching really, it was just more so like training for the draft. Mm. His mm-hmm. first coach going in was a dude that really, that didn't have a player development staff. That was just turned out to be a snake oil salesman. You know what yeah. I mean? So I think we got to, put everything in context with Mitch. It's not like, I'm going to keep going back to it. It's not good that we hear this stuff, but I gotta we got to realize he's only 22 right now. Like, I'll be honest with you. Even at fucking 24, 25, I knew I wasn't like, I'll, I'll be looking back, I was thinking, thinking probably like, you know, in certain ways acting like a fucking idiot. You know what I mean? But like, can you imagine like a 22-year-old that just like got kind of like a life-changing amount of money, even as small as like Mitch's contract is, you know what I mean? So obviously it's it's gonna sound like I'm a homer, you know. He's, we're we're Knicks fans. We just gotta kind of go to bat for our guy. But I think it's I hope at this point it's this is what it is. It's just like Tibbs kind of just motivating, um, you know, motivating Mitch and you know this Van Gunny leak coming out, like going back to Van Gunny and Tibbs being like close. Maybe Tibbs like told Van Gunny to be like, yo, that news you should you you had you know what I mean or like that word you had about Mitch just leak it to the press. To like further, you know, um, light a fire under his ass. You know what I mean? But that's just another conspiracy theory. It's just hearsay. But we just know as fans, like leaks are strategic. You know what I mean? So somebody out there, it might just be the next front office trying to lower Mitch's value to retain him. You know what I mean? Like yeah, that's um, that could also explain why Mitch changed his agency because maybe Rich Paul was just like, "Yo, on some real shit, you're probably not gonna get paid what you think." Mitch is like, "All right, get the fuck out of here." We got the Wasserman Group who. I mean, you and I were trying to just look up who their agents were. Like, 
Wayne Ellington was with the Watson Group last year. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? So like you know, connections for days over here. Um, <laughs> the uh, the whole laying fire under his ass and trying to kind of devalue him just a little bit is giving me crazy PTSD right now because I feel like that same show is happening with KP just three four years ago with Phil Jackson making comparisons to Sean Bradley and just saying, oh, he's... And, That's like you know, apples and oranges, though, you know what I mean? It's like, not, it's, it's not, not like, but... Uh, Tibbs is out here saying, like, oh, Mitch is basically JaVale McGee with, like, slightly <laughs> lower IQ. That would be fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> that would be wild fucked up. You know, yeah, like, but, I mean, it's well. just it's just the last time that it felt like the start of some form of alienation with your young star player. Mm. Uh, I just hope it doesn't go in that direction. I just hope that in, in two weeks or so, this becomes an o- a topic of the old and it's not even... It's not even relevant anymore. Brother, you lagging pretty bad. Yo, bro. Can you hear like me? That whole my my bad from my end. Yeah, that whole like last minute or so was just like silence. All good. What did so, you? What was the last thing you heard? I'm sure you said a good point. I agreed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I heard you say I'm sure, and then silence. And I'm just. Uh, like, I was saying. I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> I was saying that uh, I'm hoping in two weeks or so this shit becomes something of the old, and you know we don't have to think twice about it. It's just it's just old old news. Um, but let's let's move yeah, forward for now. Yeah, did you have another yeah, point? Real quick though, my, my one last thing though. I, I, yeah, I think just con- contextually or talking about the context, what's difference between KP and Mitch? Obviously, it's like where they were drafted. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was fucked up that what KP was like treated that way as our like a top five pick. But we noticed that's not happening with RJ. I think it's kind of a different case with Mitch just because he's a second-round pick. So you've got to kind of have a chip on his shoulder to improve. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. like, you're not coming in as like a top-five pick that's like got a scholarship already. You know what I mean? So, But, yeah, that's just my last kind of comment on that. We can just uh, move on to the next topic because we got a first-day training camp, right? So yeah, a lot, lot to talk about otherwise. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, not enough to talk about at the moment because we haven't heard about how it's going or how it went just yet. I think when we do our next episode, we'll have a lot more details. But uh, training camp starting today, I think um, we're going to see a lot of people looking t- uh, forward to a Dennis Smith Jr. versus Frank Nilakina kind of vibe again because it looks like per, I think, Mark Berman, um, there's apparently a lot of interest for Frank Nilakina around the league and seeing his opportunity or availability rather, and uh, but at a low cost and there's no really indication that the Knicks are willing to trade him right now, and but it, at, on the flip side it sounds like they're trying to up Dennis's value. Of course it's it's at rock bottom right now, but it sounds like between those two guys the Knicks currently would rather keep Frank and are looking to to move Dennis Smith Jr. Uh, as soon as his value is is higher. What's wild is, though, just like, um, you know, Jonathan Macri of Knicks Film School and the Strickland, he kind of got some heat just recently from other Knicks fans just about, like, his attitude towards Frank, just making it seem like there's more um, hope in regarding or there's more hope for DSGA this season than there is for Frank, and he's, like, of the opinion or he kind of conveyed that, like, Frank is pretty much, like, out of here or, like, soon to be out of here. Hmm. I don't know if you caught all that. I didn't. But... But um, the thing about that is just, like, I want to bring up just, like, this bullshit rumor in the hammer but with uh, Buddy and Frank. Yeah. And, like, Buddy Hill. based on nothing, there was, like, panic about Buddy Hield. Yeah, there was, there was, like, whole panic about Frank being out of here. It was, like, oh, you know, ins- like, his ins- uh, Instagram post with him got deleted. Um, I even, I just, like, fed into it. I was, like, yeah, I wanted to just went to the next Twitter. They haven't posted him in over a week. Um, <laughs> Buddy Hero puts like fucking a well-timed eyeball emoji, and then all of Nick's Twitter just went to shit. 
no report. Mm-hmm. No, actually, the one report I think was just from like some like inauthentic, just like unverified, like random on Twitter that like happened to have like 400 followers. Um, we're not gonna say their name, but it's just like you know, it didn't come from any reporter. I even said to somebody that was just like, "Oh, you think it's it's a bullshit rumor that like you don't know basketball?" I was like, "It's a bullshit rumor because nobody even hinted at it being a thing." Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. not not a word from Bagley. Bagley, you know, Bagley sometimes just like out the blue drops like a nugget in like his mailbag, like a mm-hmm. uh, blog post. You know what I mean? It wasn't even that, you know what I mean? Nobody even just, like, acknowledged it, you know what I mean? And then the Knicks fucking post a picture of, like, Frank, rise and shine, him shooting buckets, message, like, crisis averted. But to that, I think, to go back to the Frank versus DSJ thing, it just shows, like, the delicate, like, kind of balance that, like, the Knicks have to operate on. They may like DSJ more, for all we know, but the Knicks fans, the fans that, like, actually put, like, you know, dollars in their pockets, obviously were attached to Frank. And I think the very fact that, like, um, you know, there's even word that, you know, Frank is highly sought after even, you know, even despite the fact that's what happened in the last four years, that might, it's, that, that in itself might be a leak from the Knicks front office, you know what I mean? Just to like, you know, maybe set up the idea that like Knicks fans need to get also acclimated to the thought of Frank being out of here. You know what I mean? Like, cause what have we heard about DSJ? We haven't heard like trade rumors about DSJ specifically. We kind of heard his name when like the CP3 thing was happening. Like, oh, okay. She doesn't want DSJ. But with Frank, what do we hear is he's like, oh, he's still sought after. DSJ, like, oh, Tibbs likes him. Johnny Bryant's working with him. Um, Tibbs liked him before the draft. It's like kind of two competing narratives. And I think it's going to culminate in like, I hate to say it, maybe Frank out of here. Because the body heel shit was bullshit. And let's make it clear, I don't want that dude near near our team. You know what I mean? Great shooter. Um, you know what I mean? But ugly contract and he's old as shit. You know what I mean? He got drafted like two years ago, but he's already like 30. I don't know how that works. But <laughs> with Frank, it's just like, I don't know, bro. It, it would suck if we trade him because he seems like such a good fit with Tibbs. But you know, if Tibbs himself prefers Dennis Smith, then, I mean, who are we to say what what's a better fit for Tibbs, right? But long and short of it, I'm just like, that point guard battle between them, I think it's going to come down to Dennis. You know what I mean? What are, what are your thoughts? I kind of went off there for a bit. No, I think, I, think, I think the Knicks fans can give credit to themselves for kind of putting – Frank Nikina back on the map last season with Dennis but wasn't playing that well. Fizzo kept him in the game until the whole stadium was chanting for Frank. And I think I think we can credit right. ourselves for, you know, getting more minutes for for our guy because for some for whatever reason the front office isn't seeing and or wasn't seeing what we were seeing. <laughs> What's that? You know, and destroying Dennis Smith's confidence, but yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah of going. course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh two two sides yeah, of the coin. Credit right? for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think I think we all want to see Frank Nilakina stay stay on the Knicks. I don't see, you know, I I hope that we don't we don't trade him anytime soon. I think you know Frank Hive is strong, um, but I also w- mm-hmm. hope to see a strong Den Smith Jr. at the same time. You know, I'm not picking one over I'm not picking one over the other. I want to see them both successfully play. I don't think we've seen any game time with them at the same with on the court at the same time last season. I think that was something that we really wanted. Yeah. We just never got. Uh, for whatever reason, um, that's that's really all I have to say. I am looking forward to seeing how they how they play in the uh, in, in training camp. And this Friday, actually, we have preseason with the Pistons. Uh, Killian Hayes is going to make his uh, NBA debut. I guess I don't know if there's a preseason game prior, but for those of you guys listening, the Knicks have four preseason games: the 11th versus Detroit, the 13th versus Detroit, the 16th, and the 18th versus the Cavs. So. Um, 
It's going to be interesting to see them play against some young uh, prospects that, that were drafted in the past couple of seasons. I'm looking forward to it. Cho, Tibbs just dropped a positive quote about Frank that might reassure us. Mm. Um, Jonathan Macri, just on Twitter right now, said, Tibbs regarding Frank Nilakina today. I like Frank. There's things he does very, very well. Um, he also mentions that he has good size, brings defensive versatility, and works hard. Says he's still getting to know him. Pretty kind of, you know, cut and dry, like, basic kind of ger- generic quote, but it's better than, like, you know, kind of the, the tone of his comments about Mitch. You know what yeah. I mean? So... I think we'll, I'll take that as a positive sign, you know. Um, I don't know. Hopefully, maybe Tibbs sees him as his future Luel Dang, even if he doesn't see him as a point guard. Just be like, yo, be my designated uh, perimeter stopper. I'm going to play you 42 minutes, and you might have, like, leakage of fluids in your spine. But, you know, <laughs> you might make an all You might retire in three years, remember but. That shit? <laughs> yo, remember that shit with Luel? He almost died, bro. <laughs> <laughs> what a wild league we pay attention to. But, yeah. <laughs> I kind of perked up seeing this news, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, man. Watch him get traded tomorrow, though. This is how life works. <laughs> uh, what else What um, else can we you know, look forward to this next week? I mean, obviously the position battles. Just um, We got a lot of young players, so it's just going to be interesting Like, who makes a 15-man roster, you know? I think Jacob Evans, like, random name we got thrown in is going to be out of here. I think that's the one definite cut. Yeah. Um, I'm worried about Iggy just because we haven't really heard anything specifically about him, you know what I mean, in a, in a while. I think the one thing we heard was maybe a couple of months back. I, I don't know who it was, but it, I think maybe it was Berman. He had mentioned that, like, the Knicks front office uh, uh, like Iggy, and they, you know, kind of told him how they want him to, like, train and develop his game that, that in the off season. So we'll see, but I – like low key on the lowest of keys, I'm excited about Omari Spellman just because I keep going back to his numbers. Like he's a pure shooter as a big man, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. um, if he gets in shape and just like improves his stamina, that's the like, thing. Boom. Yeah. I mean, it's gonna it's gonna be interesting about just like the big man rotation because Obi, Mitch, Noel, uh, Spellman, if he like shows up, I mentioned MKG a couple times in the last episode. So yeah, I yeah, mean, that's what I'm kind of uh, honed in on. Any yeah. other names you? you looking at no I, I don't think Knicks fans should be surprised if Iggy gets cut unfortunately I think he has a lot of potential and he killed in in Westchester but this current regime has no apart from Scott Perry obviously they don't really have any connection to him he hasn't played them. the current coaching staff mm-hmm. has no connection to him unfortunately uh, this could be a guy who's probably not going to be on the team um, but I'm you know I, I hope he still gets his fair fair chance to you know show what he's got on the court um uh, Miles Powell, I think, is another player to look out for. He's getting, uh, for a guy who is who went in undrafted, he's getting a lot of uh, you know, posts about him and Twitter posts and IG posts about him, and that was that was surprising. He's getting more than you know Spellman and some of the other guys. I think the Knicks, uh, at least the media, are very excited for him to potentially mm-hmm. make it to the 15 man roster. I think he's a guy to look out for. He kind of, from the very little bit that I've watched of him, he, he looks like kind of a Kyle Lowry kind of guy what do you think yeah but i just always kind of like temper my expectation when it comes to like this kind of type of player that comes out of college like we see this like every year like late second round kind of undersized combo guard that was like a scoring fiend in college cj leslie happens to be two three years older what happened you remember cj leslie yeah cj leslie or i was just gonna say do you remember isaiah cannon Mm -hmm. he's been on like eight teams already but like he got drafted by houston and i remember at the time everybody was like oh great pick he's a pure scorer um we could even bring up fucking jimmer for debt you know what i mean college play of the year undersized like scoring guard he's 
a Chinese Hall of Famer right now. So I mean, you know, I mean, that's not to say I don't think Powell can be good. I just always kind of temper my expectations with dudes like that because there's like for every like one of those guys that pans out and becomes like something like really good in the league, there's a whole bunch of other guys that don't. You know, uh, one of the success stories is probably Monte Ellis, who's like a small combo guard, scoring guard. That was a second round pick. He became something nice. Jordan Clarkson just got a big deal. You know, he was like a small uh, scoring combo guard for the Lakers, second round pick. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. But um, real quick though, um, bro, you still there? I think you lagging crazy. No, I'm here. Bro. I'm good. You can you hear me? Completely frozen on my end. (laughs) Can you hear me though? I I can hear you. If you're speaking I can't hear you. I can hear you. Alright, I mean I hear you real quick right now. (laughs) Alright, everything's back to normal. Um I was just going to say, I mean, if we're about to close this podcast out, you want to just kind of switch to NBA real quick? Um, we did have some major news that took place all the way on the West Coast. You know, Le- LeBron extension out of nowhere, and then AD signing for five years. So mm-hmm. what do you think about that, bro? Because I, I didn't see either one coming, you know, this, this you know, offseason. All we know is that Rich Paul is a fucking beast, <laughs> is what we know. Man, you know, if he, get, I, if he has commission on all these – contracts on dudes dudes a very very wealthy man good for him i think as far as it comes to the knicks go as far as the knicks go um this last decade was really every season we'd hear the knicks being that the knicks and the lakers being those big market teams that have a lot of cap space but with the lakers locked in for the next you know three to five years uh the nets having Kyrie and kd the clippers getting uh Kawhi and pg um you know the Knicks are really just that that you know big market team that just doesn't have uh that does have that cap space that most big market teams don't have. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Did you hear all of that? Um, I, I, not at all, bro. So like, if our listeners actually hear this and they actually heard what you said, they'll probably look at me crazy. But bro, from I, dro- I, I dropped God, the gem. I, heard, I dropped like, the gem there. <laughs> You probably dropped some real Confucius-style, like, philosophical <laughs> basketball, like, genius shit, and I would have no idea. We're the last, we're the last <laughs> big market heard, team. The only thing I heard is just... Can you, all right, you can hear me now, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. we're the last big market team with cap yeah, space yeah. right now because the Lakers are not going to have cap space anymore for a while. Facts. So, I mean, next summer should be interesting. Um, I think we kind of punctuate this episode because these technical <laughs> difficulties is probably going to make us make it mad tough to continue. But agreed, we have mad cap space. <laughs> Good point, brother. <laughs> Good stuff. All right, uh, we're going to close Bro, this episode out right now. This is ridiculous. <laughs> uh, we're going to close this episode of the Nickish Show out. Uh, we appreciate you guys tuning in to this episode. Uh, we hope you guys have a safe. Sunday and you know make sure you check us out for the next cup next episode to be dropped next week as for our Nickish at night every Wednesday we bring in a new guest only on Sportscaster link is in our IG bio make sure you subscribe to us on all podcasting platforms we appreciate you guys supporting us and following us and just listening to our show Uh, until next time take care be safe peace you got a wrap this is where you say peace Oh, yeah, peace. I didn't hear none of your our outro, so I'm going to just uh, assume you said the usual, and I'm going to say peace right here.
<laughs> Until next time. <laughs>